companies will happily invest tens or hundreds of thousands of pounds in software to do amazing things. They will not pay to prep or cleanse the data beforehand. Welcome to the World of Procurement Podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Barnes. And today on the World of Procurement Podcast, we have Susan Walsh, the classification guru, the data queen herself, coming on to talk about how we can improve supplier data or just in general procurement data, just how to get it right and how someone like Susan, uh, someone external to your procurement teams may be able to come in and just look at things a little bit differently, give you a different perspective and she also gives you some really good tips on how to do it yourself within your, your organization and also gives you a few clues, uh, a few tips on just good practice overall and why you probably shouldn't leave this to as one of those exercises that your procurement teams undertake each year enjoy the podcast the world of procurement podcast is brought to you by icarus consultancy icarus consultancy specializes in procurement supply chain commercial contract management mostly in the defense and aerospace sectors now we believe in just making things simple let's try and remove the complexity the jargon and let's engage your suppliers with a bit more thought let's engage your internal stakeholders with a bit more thought and consideration for what they need to do we just make things personable we we like to make things simple and make micro changes that give you big results check us out at icarus.uk.com yeah just to get started then susan like obviously your your specialty is data and doing wonderful things with data yes. i mean how would you define good supplier data from sort of a perspective of like a procurement department or even just any business well this is i would say that i rarely see good data within a <laughs> procurement department um True. but for me it would be accurate it would be mm-hmm. organized it would be consistent and it mm-hmm. would be trustworthy. You know, you, whoever's using it has to be able to trust that it's right. Yeah, definitely. That, like you can make a good acronym potentially. <gasps> yes. I like that. Let's do that. You just said you find, it's, it's rare when you find those things. Yeah. And is that just because procurement department, like procurement professionals aren't that interested in data or they don't know how to it, navigate it? Like what's it, your view? But so I've learned that it's not just a procurement issue. It's a company-wide issue. Mm-hmm. Companies will happily invest tens or hundreds of thousands of pounds in software to do amazing things. They will not pay to prep or cleanse the data beforehand. And they see it as, as a, a, an unnecessary cost. But actually, it's it's a real investment because if you don't get mm. your raw data right, that amazing mm-hmm. soft, expensive software that you've bought will not get used. It will give you the wrong results. It will give you the wrong information. And, and then you'll have to invest more money to fix it. So this is that sort of dirty data going yeah, in. Yeah, rubbish in, really rubbish out. Results. That's the polite version. What, what other benefits do you get from sort of good data like what's the importance of it from that perspective like what else does it give you well i think the most important thing that people want to hear is that there will be cost savings in terms of Mm. the time spent by your team working on the data um, and also the ability to actually look at your data and find opportunities to make cost savings and in some cases it could be significant definitely i mean if 
do, do you see that when more so from the traditional sort of category sort of models where you've got maybe you know multiple spends in certain areas yeah or, or let's go with a simple like you know your stationery like if you're ordering like a stupid amount of fountain pens over buyers like you can look at the data yeah. if it's clean and see oh buyers are you know one tenth of the price of a fountain pen you can do that you can also maybe discover that you have 50 suppliers that you're buying biros from and mm. you didn't realize and there could be a massive price range within who you're buying from so you know you yeah. could it could be anything from say i don't know how much biros cost but it could be anything from like 10 pence up to a pound you mm. know there could be that much of a difference but and, and for the same thing rationalizing your suppliers and uh, negotiating a better rate and and getting uh, a price for that but then another issue that i help uh, my clients with is is actually checking that they're they're buying on contract because a lot of them still just go rogue and buy somewhere else even when they know they're not supposed to you were supposed to use supplier abc and um but we use supplier xyz for something else but they also sell mm. pens so let's just buy our pens from xyz even though they're twice the price of the pens that we've we've got on contract with supplier abc if you're not actively putting out that supplier data spend data you're never gonna, for one, pick that up. No, that that's even happening yeah. potentially if people. It, it's kind of that rope spend, isn't it, as well? That you it's, can yeah. keep an eye it on. It shines such a light on so many different areas, and I think I don't think um, people realise the power that that classifying your data, even not even mm. classifying, but sometimes just normalising it and and organising it in a way that you suddenly see what's going on and and you never realised before. What would your recommendations be to any business if they kind of want to try and tidy up their data, try and get it in a good state on their own without, say, going to someone like yeah. you who could definitely elevate so it once maybe they've done Yeah, something. I mean, it's possible. I think that a lot of teams and people find that there's just not enough hours in the day to fit it all in. You would have to make sure that you dedicated some time to it. Get to know your data as well. So I think a lot of people are scared yeah. of data, especially if it's big file. It's just a lot of text and numbers. It doesn't really mean anything. But after hmm. a day of working with someone's data set, I can really read the data so I can start to tell when something doesn't look quite right. So if, if you're looking and working with your data on a regular basis, it's much easier to pick up those things that don't look quite right and fix them rather than sitting down once a year to do it. The message really would be don't just pick it up as a once oh, a year. Definitely sort of. not. Yeah, I mean, you kind of get to know, like you say, you get to know your data when you look at it. You get to see those ab you know, abnormalities in your, your data sets if you're looking at them often but if you're just picking up you know once every year you kind of got to you know work out what's good data what's bad yeah you're effectively starting over each year uh, i would recommend yeah. that depending on the volume of data that you're dealing with uh, monthly or quarterly should be how often you should be maintaining and checking your data so the sort of do it yourself concept would be always do it get familiar with it and um yeah just yeah, yeah, yeah that's it really, it, isn't it? Just always be thinking about data yeah. as well. Just... And it can be done 
in in just Excel. So you absolutely mm-hmm. don't need to learn how to code. You don't need to learn how to do fancy macros or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have very simple examples, and you know I will admit it's not the easiest thing to do, and it's very time consuming, but it absolutely can be done in Excel. So anybody can do it. Yeah. No. I, I mean, I, I'll, I'll vouch for that having done various contract management activities yeah. and spend purely in Excel because that's all the all I had yeah. available to me in those companies. So yeah, I, I'm with you on that. Definitely. I mean, how, I mean, so, so, so we covered sort of the do it yourself as a business. I mean, what, what do you go and do when you, you know, when you, when you get a new client, when you go into a business, how, what is it you look to do? Because obviously you're way more experienced than the average <laughs> sort of procurement professional yeah. and just looking at data where most procurement people want to, be focused on the next negotiation or getting a, an RFP yeah. out or, you know, doing this, the sexier stuff, yeah. which for, for them, them yeah. anyway, I'm doing the sexy stuff, yeah, analysis. for me, in my world, yeah. yeah. That's it. Because, you know, I fell into data by accident. I've only ever worked within, mm. like, classifying procurement spend data so i know i know what they need the data for i know how they're using it so i know how it should be classified mm. a lot of yeah. my clients have never classified their data before they come to me so i'm a really good kind oh, wow. of entry point for them it's not you yeah. know they're not having to learn a big fancy system you know they're not having to you know learn anything new because i'm going to do it for them and then they can progress from there so i have worked with clients who only have a supplier name to cl- yeah wow. to clients that have supplier name invoice description and, and i can do something with all of that so uh, the first thing I do with any file is I normalize the suppliers. And, and, and okay. it, what, what, what does normalize? So, mean, just, uh, or standardize. Uh, yeah. Hits. So, if you've got, uh, say, PricewaterhouseCoopers, you've probably got PWC, yeah. P.W.C, Price Waterhouse Coopers, right. Price Space Waterhouse Space Coopers. So, I'll put that yeah. all into one PWC column under normalized. Same with IBM, I.B.M., yeah, yeah. IBM Inc., IBM Limited. And quite often, I'm dealing yeah. with uh, global data so you will have different variations within different countries um so mm-hmm. you can yeah. i mean i i think one of the clients that i normalize data from i knocked a couple of thousand suppliers out of their list just by normalizing so yeah oh, wow that's, yeah, that's it really is yeah. and 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 so that's really helpful because then you initially straight up get a true picture of what you're spending with each of your suppliers then you get a true picture of how many suppliers you actually have and then it's much easier to classify as well that saves me a lot of time because i'm not having to do 20 individual companies i'm doing one all under the same grouping that's the first thing i do with any file um I, i then classify the data and um i can either classify to an existing taxonomy or the unspsc or I can customize one. And I've done all of that for my clients. I've worked with ProKHE as well, okay. um, within the education sector. And yeah. when we talked about just supplier level, that was 90 countries. <clears throat> so almost as many different languages that I had to deal with. I'm not gonna yeah. pretend it was the easiest file to work on. <laughs> but from that data, just supplier data, that client now knows that they have a thousand consultants on their books globally. So they're going to now work to rationalize that down. Some people might think that they don't have enough data 
um, or, or it's never, there's always enough. It just depends on the amount of detail you have. Even if a, a company, like you say, some of them only have the bare minimum data, like you say, you can still find a way to Absolutely. do something with that data yeah. to give them results. You that. can still, it still tells you a story. And then, then on the flip side, you've got the clients that have almost too much detail. And, you know, I can go down to that pen, pencil, paper level um, mm. if you really want to do a deep dive. Um, and I've got a client yeah. that I've just been working with and they didn't have a taxonomy. They didn't have their uh, data classified previously. So I've built a oh, customized wow. taxonomy for them because of the industry they work in. They have some quite specialized spend. So using something yeah. like the UNSPSE wouldn't give them proper reporting because yeah. you have to think about your taxonomy as something that's going to filter up into your charts and your reporting. Yeah. So it's really important to get it right at, at that stage so that you have the right reporting information. That's, I think that's a really good point that you, you, you've, you've moved to there. I mean, the whole point of getting good data is there so that you can report up to the most senior people within a business to allow them to yeah. make decisions, really. And I mean, say with that client, that you know, a bit niche, or they needed a different solution. Like, how how is it you work out those sort of taxonomies of like how to classify the data? Is it just sitting down with them and having that conversation about how they report, what they need to report on, and then yeah, I find out what they're looking for. Then I'll take a sample of the data and I'll classify that and build a taxonomy from from scratch. I'll then send that well, back okay. to them, get some feedback. They'll make some changes and then that can be applied to the rest of the data. And, and normally okay. when I speak to clients, they don't really know what they want until they've seen the first draft of a taxonomy. Yeah. And then they, they think, oh, actually, we want this in. No, we don't want that. Can you change this? So mm -hmm. they really need to see it visually. But you can't you can't build a taxonomy until you start working with the data. And I think I think you, you touched on a good point. Like most most businesses really don't know what they want. Like I I've spoken to senior people in organizations and they've been running the same reports yeah. for like 10 years on the same data sets that just get built up I, upon. Yeah, I love showing months. them the possibilities and and quite often they'll say to me, oh, what can you do? And I, and I say, well, I can do anything you want. You know, <laughs> you need to know roughly what kind of direction you're going in. I don't think there's enough time dedicated mm. to the data side and probably not enough experience either. Yeah, I, I, I think yeah, you're probably right on both of those. There's, there's, not the, or there's not the perceived time or people yeah. or organisations don't manage their time well enough. And to, it's scary for some people. And it's really scary. Yeah. It's, trust me, it's yeah, not I mean, about it, numbers. Uh, I'm terrible at maths. It's, it's about patterns and trends within the data. Mm -hmm. If I can do it, anyone can do it. Kind of just got one last yeah. question i really wanted to ask and this is a bit of a sort of more technical Ooh, nerdy in terms of what you what is it you use to build this data you, you said you can do this on excel if you really have to sort of, you know your last resort sort of thing what, what sort of software platforms yeah do you i'm use using personally? omniscope and that is yeah. a data modeling and visualization tool so not only does it help me merge files together and deduplicate and mm -hmm. do all that good stuff um, but then I can manipulate the data while I'm working on it in a way that makes it really easy for me to pick up on uh, errors, mistakes. It makes it easy for me to classify. And then right at the end, um, it also produces some great charts and visualizations as well. Thanks so much for kind of sharing that, that sort of that, that insight into the data world. I think 
so many people listening will suddenly have a far better appreciation for what actually needs to happen. I, hope I so. certainly have, and I—I I mean, I, I've seen your content and I've spoken to you before, and yeah, I mean, I, I work yeah. with data as well quite often, but I don't work to it anywhere to this extent, and I—I I can see already in my mind just chatting to you like how many more benefits organizations could get from having good if data i can get already. just people to start thinking about it um and its importance then then my job is done definitely awesome susan well thanks, thanks very for much coming on to the podcast really appreciate it hopefully we can uh, have you on sometime maybe for yeah. part i don't know yeah, two three four five mini yeah keep talking about data that's it awesome susan great susan delivered so much value in this podcast episode just talking all things data supply data how businesses can radically improve their data their data sets by implementing small changes by looking at data often by learning to understand their data and when abnormalities arise that they know it's an abnormality because they know their their data their data talks to them it's it's fascinating to listen to the way in which Susan describes data looking at patterns it was it was a very insightful conversation and I really urge you to go and check out what Susan is doing you can find her on LinkedIn uh, check out her website all the links are in the show notes below I'll see you very soon my friends goodbye